The following is a Lita Robinson production. Stay tuned next for Redemption Radio with Sister Geraldine Hughes. And we will be right back after this brief musical break. God has one commandment He told us to love No matter how hard No matter how hard He said everything would fail But love will always, always prevail
just came to remind you of a few things that God said about love. You know, he said that love is something that we have to do every day. And then God didn't leave it to our own imagination. He tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5, that love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy and it doesn't boast. It is not proud and it doesn't treat others unkindly. It is not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongdoing. And then God told the husbands to love your wives, and he told the wives, love your husband. And he commanded the children to obey your parents in the Lord. And he told the parents, provoke not your children, cause it's the commandment of love. This is the commandment of love. Love your brothers. Love your sisters. Love your enemy. Oh, yes. And you, you got to love me. And now here is your host, Sister Geraldine Hughes. The mic is yours. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I just want to say a God bless you to everyone that's in Radio Land right now. You are listening to Redemption Radio. You're listening to a radio show that we bring to you on a weekly basis. And, you know, before we get started with Redemption Radio, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that makes this radio uh, station possible. I want to first um, give a shout out to uh, Brother Keith Martin, who does an amazing job at uh, helping and keeping everything promoted uh, so that the public can know about the radio show. And I want to give a shout out to Pastor Daryl, who's here in the studio, but always make sure that everything is running so smoothly. And, uh, you know, we're uh, right now honoring a very beautiful young lady that this is a Lita Robertson production. Um, and we're just, you know, we would like to honor her on this particular show because the word, uh, we just got word on yesterday that uh, she has passed on to heaven. 
And I know to some of you that uh, this, uh, most people do know because we've been posting it, but uh, everybody's heart is really heavy right now. And I just, you know, I want to keep it on a real positive note because Miss Lita Robinson was just an amazing woman of God, and she just kept it pushing all the time. And, and what I love so much about her is that, you know, she's the reason why this radio station is here. This is a Lita Robinson production on CJOY Networks, and she invited us to come and bring the radio station because she believed in what we're doing. Um, we're uh, promoting the uh, Michael Jackson, everything concerning Michael Jackson, keeping it real, keeping it straight, and keeping it proper news reporting, as well as the movie project that we're working on so that the world can know that he was an innocent man, and also the music, the song that you just heard. The reason why that song is out there for you in Radioland and for people for the public to hear is because Miss Lita Robinson wanted to put it out and she wanted it out there and she wouldn't stop until it got it got put out there uh, with the uh, uh, with Keith Martin along you know working along side by side. But if anybody knew Lita Robinson, when she was ready for a job to get done, she wasn't going to stop until you co co cooperated and until it got done. So. We just, you know, our hearts are so heavy right now because we just lost this beautiful woman of God. And I know she's in heaven, and I know she's not suffering anymore. And I know that uh, whatever it is that she had, that God had for her to do on this earth, I believe she not only did it, but I think she did some extras too. I think she was, you know, I look at her as an angel in my life, you know, someone that, uh, that just made something so beautiful. Putting she and I told it to her just like this. I said, "I'm more excited about you putting my music out than the movie project," and I really did mean that. Uh, she really reached into my heart and grabbed something that was so dear to me, and she made it happen for us. So, you know, we we I invited uh, some of our team members as well as I'm not sure who's all online right now, but. I just wanted to give an opportunity for, I, at least I know for our team, the Redemption Power team, she was so beautiful uh, working with all of us and, uh, you know, just coming alongside of what we were doing. And so I just want to give a shout-out real quick to see who's online because I just want to give everybody a chance to say, you know, to honor Miss Lita Robinson and say something, let the world know what she meant to you because I just got through expressing how beautiful and wonderful she was to me. Um, is any of the Redemption Power team on the line right now? Any of the Redemption Power team online right now? Okay. Um, and I also did invite Mr. Martin. Is Mr. Martin here? I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Hello? Yes. How are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> Thank you. Wonderful. I know it took a lot for you to be here right now because I know that Miss Lita Robinson and you were just so very, very close, and you guys worked so beautifully together for probably for a long period of time. But I just, you know, wanted you to just come and just give a little, uh, say a little something about such a beautiful angel that God has graced us all with. 
And uh, do, you, do you mind saying a little something about Lita Robinson? No, no, I, I don't mind. I've been saying something about her for a while. Um, uh, today was kind of rough, though. I did a live uh, broadcast and almost lost it, kind of, sort of. But uh, Ms. Robinson and I had a pretty close relationship. Actually, it was uh, a lot longer than most people know. I've known uh, her for a good five years. <clears throat> And I uh, found her to be just absolutely fabulous. Not only, you know, for height, not only just beautiful, but inside she was just an extremely wonderful uh, woman. And I personally know that she was uh, suffering, you know, a whole lot more than folks will ever uh, get to realize because whenever you saw her, she just looked like she stepped out of an Essence magazine or something, but she had uh, some medical issues and some things going on. And like you said, she was just uh, she just grind, 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 because I felt like uh, she had something that had to be done. And I had that same type of, of uh, spirit. You know, we you said we worked together really well, and probably because of that, in fact, the song that you and I spoke about is being uploaded to the uh, orchard as we speak. You can see the, get a preview of the cover, and everything is online tonight. It's ready to rock. But you can obviously go to uh, Reverb Nation, to the Sister Christian's page, and uh, purchase that even now. But the track is up, is ready. It's all over the internet, and it's ready to rock. I even send it to Daryl to have a uh, preview of this evening, if you like. We have the cut. Oh, it's here. Wow. It's ready to go. How about we rock that, and then I come back with a poem. I have a poem I'd like to share with you, uh, Sister Christian, before you carry on, if, that, if you'll allow me to. Oh, Absolutely. That's what we all feel 
Sister Geraldine Hughes. There you go. Thank you so much. I just dedicate that song to Miss Lita Robinson because when you know the Lord and we leave, the Bible says that to be absent from the body means to be present for the Lord. And that particular song, I wrote that song right after losing my daughter. I lost a precious daughter two years ago. And that, and I'm just hoping that that song would just give a little comfort to those who love Lita Robinson because it, it was actually what comforted me after losing my child. So I'm just really thankful that you played that song. And I'm very grateful to honor uh, Miss Lita Robinson with that, with that song as well, too. Um, Mr. Martin, uh, you have a poem that you would like to share with us? Yes, I wanted. I don't know if you knew, but I wanted to just share with uh, your listeners that I got in this business to honor my mother, who uh, was a poet, a songwriter, and author, or what have you. And um, that's why Two Safe Souls Records came about. I inherited her catalog, and I'd like to just share this in lieu of all of this chaos and things that we're beginning to witness. Uh, mind you, that this poem was copywritten in 1970, but watch uh, how apropos it is at this point, and I'd like to share this with you. Since we're all talking about love, the title of the poem is Love is the Answer. What in the world can we find to give us all a little peace of mind? And what in the world can we do? Has it ever occurred to you to just give love Women, stand behind your man. Be there to give him a helping hand. And men, stand tall. Protect your woman. Be their lovers, their husband, and friends. And while you're doing that, give love. You hear me? Give love. I said to give love. Because love is the answer to everything. Now, 
don't abuse, don't accuse. And don't stand around waiting, expecting someone to love you while you're busy hating. Don't think for one minute this world's going to stop rolling around because you're acting silly, standing on your head and seeing upside down. Be ever slow to anger to, and quick to forgive. One good rule for living is just to live and let live, but give love. Love is the answer to everything. Why not try love? It works. Give love. Doesn't hurt. Give love because love is the answer to everything. This was written by the late O'Farrell, her mother, 1997. Thank you, Sister Hughes. Y'all go on. <laughs> That was very nice. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, can, you, can you hear me now? <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt, so I put it on mute. I forgot to take it off mute. But that was a beautiful poem. Oh, my God. And I know that is so... You're getting a, uh, an echo? Uh, you might have to take it off speaker. Pastor Darren, there's some background noise, bro. That's yeah. not okay. me. I don't know who it is. It, are you still hearing it? I think we I think we cheered it on my end. It's okay now. Oh, okay. It's okay now. <laughs> All right. Well, that was so beautiful. Pastor Daryl, you knew Miss Lita Robinson. And I, while, while I was just sitting there, I said, I know you probably would like to share something as well, too. I, you know, it hurt me to the core to know that that she was going to die, um, and at the particular time, I, I really felt so bad, and yet I knew that when she that when she will pass, that she will feel no more pain. Uh, something interesting that the Lord had given me some time back. Um, I had a vision some ten, almost ten years ago, and in the vision, I saw not only heaven, but I also felt and I saw that there was no more tears, no more sorrow. I will live again. And that's the thing about heaven. Once we pass on, uh, the scripture, I believe it's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it deals with the fact that to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. So therefore, we know that when we are saved, we don't have to worry about a physical death. We will not. We will not experience a physical death. We will just pass on to the other side. You have it, Sister Geraldine. Wow, that was so profound. You are so profound. We don't. You need to speak a little bit more. <laughs> that was so 
eloquently said, you know, and at the same time, it incur is so encouraging to our heart to know this, you know, like, and, and you said it right. You said, if we're in the Lord, <laughs> you know, uh, that, you know, we just don't, it's not the, it's not a, uh, a, a bad story, but there is no more pain and there is no more suffering. That was the part about the song that really touches my heart because, you know, a lot of people talk about heaven, but very few people describe that it's a city paved in gold, diamonds, sapphire, emeralds. You know, I said, I'm, I need to describe this place called heaven and let people know that it is no more sorrow, it's no more pain. And, you know, and, and the, the good part about heaven is that the haters are not going to be there. All your oppressors are not going to be there. <laughs> I don't know if it's real. You know? <laughs> and I got, a, I got a real saying that I say. I know a lot of people still talk about there's so much racism in America. And, you know, there's so much, you know, the police are just killing the people. I said, but guess what? The racist section is not in heaven. That section is in hell, so they're not going to be there. <laughs> so, <Okay. you> know, <laughs> so it's just, you know, heaven is just going to be a place where we're going to see our loved ones again. And uh, we will see Miss Lita Robinson, just like the song says, we're going to see each other again. But uh, the thing that is so beautiful about her is the work that she did here on earth. We'll never forget her. I know I will never forget her. She's in my heart. She she just marked a place in my heart. And I say, everybody else is doing so many other things and, you know, and, and nice things and supportive things. But Miss Lita Robinson went and did that little thing that just touched my heart. <laughs> and I said, you know, I just thank God for her. I, I, I look at her as an angel. So, you know, I just want to check to see if we have anybody else that's on the line that would like to come on and, and say a few things about Miss Lita Robertson as we honor her with Redemption Radio on today. Is there someone else on the line? Yeah, you have me on the line, Carlos. Oh, hello there. Our co-host is on the line. How are you, Brother Carlos? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How's everybody? We're doing just fine, thank you. Um, just, you know, I definitely want to give you an opportunity. You know, normally we talk about fans and things like that, but I already gave you the heads up that we're going to, you know, uh, that we're honoring this program to Miss Lita Robinson. So I'd like to just turn it over to you to just say, you know, what's, dear, what's near and dear to your heart about a beautiful lady, Miss Lita Robinson. Well, I want to, I mean, speaking of uh, fans, and it was honored for her to even say that she was one of my uh, biggest fans because she's seen how I was, I mean, seeing my work ethic, and she was like part of what, 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 uh, what kept me driving and uh, doing what I do and made me want to go, I mean, go to the next level, even with the uh, with Redemption Radio uh before it even started, she called me at work. It was like time so good. She had called me, and I was on break, and I had like 30 minutes. So we we spoke 15 minutes. Out of the 30 minutes, I had to go back in. And she told me, she was like, well, Ms. Geraldine Hughes and I, we, we speak highly of you. And she feel that I was the, the person for the job, and I was honored that, that she came to me and talked to me about it. 
and and wanted me to be a part of CJ Radio. And um, yeah, it was just a lot of things that was going on. And and, and the funny thing, my last picture that I made of her, it was uh, it was Leo Robinson, and and at the uh, it was a chessboard at the bottom, and it said checkmate. And I I, I just thought it was something um, spiritual about that. So other than that, I mean, I want to pray. I want to just send my prayers out for everybody that's um, that's affected by, and it's a shocking to them, and and everything like that. I kind of figured that she was sick, but I didn't know how bad it was. So like I said, it was it's a shock to me. But right now she's our guardian angel right now, and she's still working up there. She probably still got her laptops ready to work. <laughs> She's just working on the spiritual level that she can see everything that God see at, at one time. And that's all I have to say. Thank you, uh, with you. Amen. Thank you for that. That is so beautiful. But yeah, she touched everybody in such a beautiful way. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm very honored to have known her. Just, it's only been a short time. But boy, it's been a beautiful short time. So, um, moving, let's see, we're going to now move on. Um, is there someone else that's on the line that wanted to say something? Okay, I was expecting another uh, caller or two, but we'll check back a little bit later. Um, this segment, this Redemption Radio, was in honor of Lita Robinson. Stay tuned, I'll be right back with you. Hello. <laughs> okay. Uh, Redemption, Redemption. This is Redemption Radio once again. I'm your host, Geraldine Hughes, and you just heard from the cohort, our co-host, Carlos Stewart. And um, this is a different show this week. Uh, no, we'll be back to our regular programming, and I thank God for uh, uh, for CJOY Network Radio uh, allowing us to be here. Um, I wanted to go to another segment um, after after we finished the segment of honoring Lita, and that was, you know, we always end, we usually end the program on spiritually speaking, but you know, we have some things that are going on right now in our land. Most of you know that everybody and their mother and father and mama and daddy, the news, everybody all over the world are in a panic. They're in an uproar right now with this virus. They call it a virus, the coronavirus. And so much is going on. So I've got a lot to say about it on Spiritually Speaking. Um, but before I do come with that, uh, we also have a young man by the name of, um, he's, he's a Martin too, but he's Dave Martin. And he joined us last week because uh, he was giving us some really good information about what we were talking about, and I just kind of asked him to come, and uh, he was going to come and say something this week, so I asked him if he could just save it for next week, but I just want to introduce him once again, Mr. Uh, Dave Martin, because um, uh, we're going to uh, conclude the uh, program on Spiritually Speaking, talking about this uh, virus that's going on, so can we say hello to Brother Dave Martin, if he just come and say a little something? Hi everybody, this is Dave Martin. Yeah, I, I was I had prepared something for tonight, but I didn't realize that Leah 
Robinson, who was in charge of this radio station, had died. So I'm going to bring what I uh, wrote this for this week. I'll bring it next week. Uh, I just wanted to say I never knew who Lisa was, but she sounds like she was a great person and did a lot for the Lord. And and I think that's all that really matters here is that she that she her life was in the Lord and she worked for the Lord and did His will. And so she left a, a legacy behind with this this radio station. Uh, tonight in our Bible study, we were talking about coronavirus, and right now the world is in a panic. Never before in the history of mankind, at least as far as I know, has such a virus taken off like coronavirus. I mean, in just a relatively short amount of time, not even six months, this virus has literally infected more than half of the world's population. Now, in the, in the 1300s, the Black Plague spread throughout Europe, but it took uh, probably a few years for it to spread as far as it did. It actually started with rats running through the sewer systems of London, flea-infested rats, and this is how the virus Spread, but it took it took a long time for it to claim the 200 million lives that it eventually claimed. I think it took almost 10 years. But here we have a virus that's literally affected more than two thirds of the world's population in like three months. So what is God trying to tell us here? So in Matthew chapter 24, verse 7, this is what Jesus said during the Olivet Discourse. He said, nations will rise against nations. We see that happening every day. And kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Here's just another sign that Jesus' return is near. Now, no one knows the day or the hour. But Jesus said that we would know that his coming is near when we see all these signs happening that he mentioned in the book of Matthew, chapter 24. And as Geraldine was discussing tonight, in our Bible study, why is this happening? It's because the world is full of lawlessness, unrighteousness. Um, here we, you know, things that weren't accepted years ago, now today we just accept them like, hey, hey, it doesn't matter, you know, we, yeah, it's all right if we have sex with somebody of the same sex. It's all right if we go out and murder people for no reason. 
uh, and you know, and the list goes on and on and on. So God is just using this, I believe, as a wake-up call to the world. And like, and again, like I said, in a very, very short amount of time, more than two thirds of the world has been infected by this. Literally, it has taken off like wildfire. So I will talk to you all again next week. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you too. That was an eye-opener. It was very profound. And what Brother Dave just got through saying led us directly into spiritually speaking because that was that is pretty much what I would like to speak about uh, on, a, on a spiritual note is that uh, the world is in an uproar right now because of this uh, coronavirus. They're calling it a virus. And I believe with all my heart and soul, and I got it in my spirit, that this is not a virus. This is a plague. And our study on tonight, we actually did a study on plagues, and we found out that when God is displeased with our lawlessness and our disobedience and with our idolatry, when God is not pleased with mankind, he sends plagues to get his message across. And I know that uh, a lot of lives are usually lost, but as soon as man repents, though, as soon as man uh, put their focus back on God, uh, God has a tendency to show up and to, uh, to you know, to uh, end it. But this is something that I wanted to say, is that the only one that I think, like we're out, Everybody's out buying hand sanitizers, buying all this stuff, all these bleach, and, you know, trying to make sure they sanitize their hands and keep their spaces germ-free. But, you know, if God has sent this plague, it's no amount of sanitization that's going to help right now. You know, we we got to stop looking to man when we really ought to be looking to God. Our trust right now should not be in nothing that man does. Our trust should be only in God as in repenting and coming to God and seeking God and asking God to forgive us, not only to forgive us of our sins, but to turn away from our wickedness, to turn away, you know, seek God's face. And the Bible says then and only then will God not only hear our prayer, but he will heal our land. So I just want to encourage everybody to, you know, take this, of course, take this uh, 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 plague very seriously because um, I heard a man, uh, he was a prophet, and he prophesied three years ago that this was going to happen, and they played the actual um, speaking where he was speaking and saying that there was going to come a plague, it was going to come out of the ocean. They said that this plague started in China in a, a restaurant that was serving seafood. They said that was the very first case that was reported out of China, but this is something that came to my attention. Uh, you know, if God has sent this plague and he's going after lawlessness and he's going after unrighteousness and ungodliness, it's interesting that it started in China where they blow up churches almost on a regular basis. Mm. 
it's, it's interesting that it started with China that is going, has been blowing up churches on a regular basis and Christians are being executed and put to death. It's interesting that God is not playing right now with mankind. He's not playing with lawlessness right now. You know, so I'm just encouraging everybody to, before you go out and stand in the line for three and four hours just to get one pack of hand sanitizers, maybe if we spend a little bit more time in prayer right now. And, and this is the other part. Churches are closing right now. Churches are shutting down right now. <laughs> and I'm like, if we can't go to church, where can we go? Should we go to the liquor store? Because <laughs> they're still open. <laughs> so people of God, you know, let's just, you know, we got to get back to fearing God. We got to get back to reverencing God. We got to get back to God's word being true. We got to get back to uh, praying to God. And because the only thing I believe is going to stop this plague, this corona plague, is God. And so as people of God, we need to take our place in prayer. We need to take our place in, in getting on our knees before God. There's some people that probably ain't been on their knees ever. You know, it's time for us to get on our knees right now and reverence God because God is a sacrificial God. He requires a sacrifice. You know, he requires us to give him something, give him something that we don't give nobody else. And that's reverence. And that's our time. And that's our prayer. I believe that's the only thing that's going to turn this plague around. I believe that's the only thing that's going to stop this plague. If we don't get serious right now, spiritually serious right now, and come to God in prayer as people of God, uh, the prophet was saying in his prophecy that people are going to just be falling down all over the place. Lives, this, this plague is going across the nation right now. And I'm, I'm going to mention something else, too, only because I did notice that, too. I was noticing all the different countries that are affected by this plague. And do you know the only country that is not reporting any deaths is North Korea? That's kind of interesting. I thought that was really interesting. I said, how come North Korea ain't getting hit by it? <laughs> hmm, they should go in mm, on that one. But I'm going to leave that alone. I just wanted to mention it. But, uh, but nevertheless, it doesn't matter. And as people of God, we got to understand what God's word said. God's word is so beautiful when he says that they will fall to our left, they'll fall to our right, none will fall nigh us. And I think Psalms 91, a lot of people, I've been seeing a lot of people quoting that uh, on the Internet. I would like to actually uh, read it because, right, right, my brother's standing here. Let me find, I want to actually find it. Okay, uh, Brother David's going to find it. But, you know, now's the time for us to stand on God's word right now. And you can't stand on God's word unless you know his word. So, you know, we've been doing a lot of things over the years. We've been shouting hallelujah. We've been, you know, uh, the glee club, the boys club, the girls club. But now it's time for us to really know God's word because that's the thing that we need to be standing on right now in a time like this. 
And Psalms 91 says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells, that means that's a place that you spend time in the secret place. That's not in church, y'all. That's not shouting hallelujah. That's not I get holy only on Sundays when everybody's watching. It says, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I'll even read this part. It says, I will save the Lord. He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I would trust. It says, surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. So if that's not reassuring to you, this is God's word and this is his promise. But this promise goes to those who dwell in the secret place. So we need to get into our secret place with God. We need to get into the secret, go into our prayer closet, and we need to pray. And we need to put our prayers before God. And, and, and let me tell you something else we need to do. We need to repent. All, I think everybody needs to repent. Even if you say repent, you know, because, uh, you know, even if, even if you're uh, a saint, you know, I, don't, I believe that more of us should be out there in the venue than, than that, is all, that is out there. God said that the harvest is plenty, but the laborers are few. So if we're not even in the venue doing what God told us to do, he said, go ye therefore. He didn't tell us to stay. Then we need to repent for not doing that. God said people are dying and going to hell because we haven't taken our place. So I'm encouraging the people of God, let's go to our secret place of the Most High and let's abide in the shadow of the Almighty and let's pray. Let's pray for this world. We need prayer right now. You know, we need to see lines to come together. So, um, um, if, if everybody, could, if you guys, if you're on the line, if you can mute your phone, because I'm hearing a lot of noise right now. And I just want to, I just want to encourage everybody to let's, you know, let's, this plague is serious, so we got to get serious. This plague is deadly, so we got to really come before God right now and, and, and be serious about it, you know, and, and really to be quite honest, that's where God wants us. The Bible said God wants us to be hot or cold. He said when we lukewarm, he will spew us out. I think we as Christians, we've gotten a little cold, we've waxed a little cold, and we've gotten a little cold or warm, but I promise you it's time for us to be on fire right now. You know, we should be hitting the streets telling people, we should be doing just what John the Baptist did. He walked around and he was not even batting an eye when he told the people, repent. And he said, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's what we should be doing right now. You know, and, and another thing that I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say, yes, I said it. We're living in a day where everybody's saying sexual freedom and OLBGYQ, whatever all of that. I don't even know what it stands for. And uh, people talk around talking about they fluent, but I can promise you this plague is not fluent. I promise you God is not fluent. He hasn't changed since Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, the Bible said, God is the same yesterday, today, as he will be tomorrow. But if you go back and read that story about Sodom and Gomorrah, you'll find out that there was a, uh, a scripture 
um, while it's telling the story, it says that God uh, destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah so that the future generations could see his wrath on this particular type of sin. That was for future generations. That means us, y'all. So while we walk around thinking that, oh, you know, it's all about love and we do what we want to do, you know, really what we've really done is we've lost all fear of God. And it's time to yeah. put the fear back. It's time to reverence him, put the fear back. And um, hold on, I'm going to read it, brother. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to read it. I, okay, here it is right here. It says, as Sodom and Gomorrah and the, and the cities around them in a similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffer, uh, wait a minute, as an example, where does it go from here? As an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. As an example, that was God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah as a as an example to future generations of His wrath towards lawlessness, towards sexual immorality. Actually, but you know that's not the only sin. So I'm not going to just stop there. I just encourage everybody to let's repent, let's get before God, let's get on our knees, ask God to forgive us of all of our sins. Ask him to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then after you have gotten your slate clean, then you need to go and tell people to do likewise. Whatever happened to those grandmothers that used to tell us that they were saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost? Do you know how long it's been since I've heard anybody say that? We need, it's time to go back to that. We, let's go back, y'all, because we didn't lost something along the way. And we definitely lost fear of God. But God is showing that he is to be feared, and he is to be reverenced, and his word is to be obeyed. And if not, it can be a, it can be a pretty gruesome time. I was at uh, Costco's this weekend. I go every Sunday to pick up my donations for my ministry here down here on Skid Row, and I usually get there about 15 minutes before it opens, and there's usually a few people standing out front, because they open right at 10, and there's usually about a handful of people. Do you know there was at least about 3,000 people in line at Costco's this, this Sunday? And the lady, when I went in to go get my donations, the lady told me that they had been gathering since 1 a.m. in the morning. So we, we're kind of in for a little ride right now. Uh, I spoke to another beautiful young lady that um, uh, she's a reporter and uh, she's a producer also, a documentary producer. She lives in New York and she told me that they can't even come out. They're under um, uh, some type of, not even a curfew. They're banned from even coming out. They have to stay in. Uh, I was told that San Francisco, they're under some kind of a shelter law yep. that they too cannot come out. Is that right, Brother David? For three weeks, okay? They shut down the restaurant. Any restaurant that is open, they can only do uh, takeout, carryout. Uh, they shut down. I'm in the legal field still. They shut down the courts. The courts are closed right now. Only emergency stuff can come through. Uh, they shut down the airports. They shut down the, uh, 
they shut down so much right now. Uh, right now, uh, you know, life as we normally know it is not happening right now. And, and it can happen even further. They haven't shut down California yet. Uh, I think Brother Carlos told me that where he lives, that there's a curfew. Um, it's just so much that's going on as a result of this plague that's going around. So, you know, I, I believe that the, you know, their man is still trying to figure out how man can contain it because man thinks that they have the answer to everything. I don't think man's got the answer to this. I think we've got to go back in the Old Testament and, and follow God, how he dealt with people who no longer obeyed him no longer follow his laws. We think it's okay to go and get married, same two uh, of the same sex go before the altar and, and get married. You know, we think that it's okay. A law enforcement is, think it's okay to murder people under the color, under their badge, and they think that just because the judge and jury gets them off, that they think that's okay. You know, we're going so far back right now in lawlessness, it's not even funny. So, you know, I just want to encourage everybody. I always like to give an opportunity to, you know, during spiritually speaking, to just kind of keep it real with what's going on right now. You know, keep it real. Keep it really real because when you go to the spiritual aspect of anything, you're actually talking about the real deal. Holy field, amen? Amen. This is not carnal. This is spiritual what's going on. So everybody, I just, you know, I just thank you so much. I thank you for the opportunity just to even come and, and express this information and express what God has placed on my heart on this segment of it. And, uh, uh, but like I said, as we opened up on the, on the beginning, we're, you know, we just, just, you know, wanted to give time to honoring a very beautiful young lady. That's the reason why we're here in the first place, which is Lita Robinson. And uh, I just want to do a double check to see if someone else has come on the line that would like to say something about Miss Robinson. Do we have, do we have Mr. Hill on the line? You? Okay. Well, I, I just, God bless you. I, I, I thank you so much, Mr. Martin, for that beautiful poem and, and the beautiful things that you said. And Pastor Darrell, you kept it all the way on point with what you said, you know. And uh, I want to thank uh, my co-host, which is Carlos Stewart. Would you like to say something before we close out, Mr. Stewart? Yes, um, I don't think, like I say all the time, keep God as your foundation. And uh, one thing I need, um, I want everybody to start back doing if they will, is going through the house and uh, anointing it again. You know how they used to bring out the oil and go and anoint every room in the house and, and anoint everybody's head to toe. I mean, and, and, and just pray for the ones that's not, that's not present and in their face. Just, just go around and anoint everything. The car, the, the car you drive, anything, anywhere you feel that you're going to be just anointed. Go back to doing that. And I believe everything right. will be all right. Hey, man. Thank this you for that. News. Yes. Uh, this is Dan. Yes. I just wanted to tell you, I have sitting up here in a window. Uh, this was issued in... 2014 it's a prophecy it's about 15 minutes but what's interesting it really covers the coronavirus 
and it tells about oh yeah this is uh the lord had given this to me some time ago and then about a week and a half ago the lord brought it back to me and we've been playing it on the air here and it shows all about the Mardi Gras. It shows about the mist in the air. Everything, all true to life, pertaining to the coronavirus. Wow! So I, it's ready to go. If you want to hear it, we'll be. I'll be more than happy to push the button. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, stay right there. Hi everyone, it is January 29th, 2014. I come to you with a message that I received from Yahweh yesterday morning um, on the 28th. Very early in the morning I received a message that was a warning from Yahweh. With every message that I get, as I note on pretty much all the videos that I put up, I always go into prayer after I receive a message, a vision, a dream before I release it on this channel and I went into very heavy prayer over this particular message because I wanted to ensure not only that it was coming from the Lord and I'll explain why but also that it wasn't a particular occasion that the Lord was giving this message about so I went into heavy prayer like I said I have to admit that I received so much opposition, so much um, oppression, everything coming against me speaking this out. So I decided, well, you know, let me get some fresh air. I had to run and get dog food, and I'm just going to run out and just clear my head and come back in and to pray again. And to also, you know, wait for, you know, the Lord. Well, you know, I go out to my car and everything goes wrong with the car. Um, I come back upstairs. I have the hotel staff knocking on the door because they have to do change lightings and fixtures and all this. That was unexpected. So there was another, you know, hindrance for me to sit down and to receive you know, confirmation from the Lord to release. Well, finally, you know, I even reached out to a sister in Christ to have her pray. And, um, you know, I spoke with her via email for a bit. So, after all said and done, I went back into prayer. I received confirmation to release. I asked the Lord several questions because... In the message, and you'll understand once I say it, once I speak it forth, you'll understand um, if this has to do with a particular event coming up, and that is the Super Bowl. Because we see it everywhere on YouTube right now and on the internet about, you know, false flag for, you know, the Super Bowl, which has been going on for a few years now. And I've never really put, you know, put much credence into that. Even though, I, you know, I have to, God just brought into my remembrance as I said that, I have had a vision about a stadium. And that's on this channel. 
So, but with this particular message, it wasn't about the Super Bowl. And I got a clear cut, you know, answer on that one. It was a clear no. It was not about the game. So I wanted to make that, you know, clear before I read the message. And right now, even as I'm speaking, you know, I've recorded this a couple of times and I've had to stop it because either I get a threat alert coming up on my uh, internet security or the phone will ring or something. I've shut everything down and I'm still feeling this like, I want to say a spiritual attack come upon me. So right now I'm going to say a short prayer. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Father God, through the name and the blood of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior. Father God, I ask that you please, please protect me, protect the listeners, everyone that is hearing this message that is about to be spoken forth. Let them be filled with the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of wisdom and discernment, Father God. I plead the heavenly blood of Jesus Christ over myself, over my computer, over the mic, over everything, Father God, right now, in Jesus' mighty name. Father God, any hindrances that are coming against my mouth, my speech, anything that is coming against what I'm about to speak forth, Father God, we rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus Christ, Yeshua. It says in the word of God that when Jesus Christ's name, when you speak it forth, the demons flee. I command any demonic activity that's coming against me speaking forth this message. I command it now, not in my might or power, but by the might and power of Yeshua to flee now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. And we give you all glory. All glory. And I ask that I may decrease so that you may increase, Father God, in this message. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, there I felt, you know, feel a little better here. I will confess that um, I did not want to speak this message. In prayer, I even asked God, I said, please pick someone else. And I was, you know, I was uh, reprimanded <laughs> by the Lord for that. So I went into repentance and asked for forgiveness. And I, you know, ask for you all to forgive me for even having those thoughts. Because when the Lord gives us a message and gives us a command to do something, we are to do it and we are to be obedient. So with that, I'm going to speak forth the message that was received yesterday from Yahweh. And then I will um, explain a short vision that I had after it. So these are the words. O ye saints, hear me, O this day. There comes a perilous time upon the land, the land of America. Be on guard, stand watch, for the ones in power are about to execute a devious attack upon the inhabitants of the land. It is a counterfeit, I say, for many will rise and say 
Oh, the Lord God has cast judgment upon the land. No, it is not I. It is not I. Deception increasing, befalling upon eyes that are shut. The attack is within your borders. Within the man-made powers men execute. Woe, oh woe, call unto me all ye who have not been washed by the blood of Yeshua. Surrender oneself, accept the call of salvation for when this attack occurs. Many will perish. O ye saints, cry out, alarm the battle cry. Watchmen, stand alert, hold nothing back. Speak boldly unto all of the free gift of salvation. Attack in the east, I say. All prepared, plans in place. O yea, how they will cry out, the Lord's judgment is upon us. Plans to deceive, desire for those of the faith to fall away after destruction strikes. I, Yahweh, creator of all, warn my people this day. Do not give room for the enemy to camp. So many have fallen for the lies Satan has spoken. They say, look here, no there, causing confusion at every turn. Not all who come in my name are from me. Not all who say Jesus are from me. As it is written, Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Oh, how then, yea, he speaks as though he is one of mine. No. Today I call all those who have hearkened the call. I see all, know all. I see the quarrels going about in the homes. Stop, I say, a house divided shall not stand. Bring all to the throne of grace, where forgiveness and mercy is found. Do not speak against thy neighbor, no matter how they have backstabbed you. Bring all to the throne, lay it down, walk in love. Examine your walk, O ye saints, examine. How though, yea, say you love the Lord with all the heart, though you gossip and slander your neighbor. For those who go against my holy word do not foul. It is written, bring it to their attention. If they cast you off, bring your fellow brother or sister. Show the error of their ways. If they cast you off again, turn away from such. For those who refuse correction are not walking in holiness, nor impart the Holy Spirit within them. Turn away from such. Many masquerade, deceiving the masses. The traps are set, do not fall prey. Stand firm, O ye saints, stand firm, and I your God. The attack, the attack on the east. It comes in a fine mist in the air. Your government, your leaders, designed a centralized attack. Today I warn, today I command, fall down prostrate before me. Call unto me, I shall hear you. Invasion is coming, O America, for your debt is due. Excuses are worn out like thin leather. 
They come to collect what is theirs, no way to repay. So a ploy has been set. O yea, though first must take portions of the land. China is rising against you. Russia despises your leaders. Plans are set. Take heed, O ye people. Yahweh's judgment is at the door. Though yea, this counterfeit is not of I. Come now, repent, repent of all. Seek the kingdom of God this day. In times past, wars ensued, fighting, fighting, battling against flesh. The battle today is that of the spirit. Seek me now before the time, the arise of a counterfeit attack upon the land. And that was the end of the message. I want to bring your attention back briefly. As you heard, the attack, the attack on the east. It comes in a fine mist in the air. And then Yahweh went on to say about our government, our leaders designed a centralized attack. I have had this in my spirit for a very long time that something of this nature was about to occur. I just did not know what. I had no location of where. You know, other messages that are up from, you know, God on this channel. There's, you know, judgment. Judgment, I want to say, from God. This is entirely different, and that's why I had hesitation about putting this up, because, number one, of all the chatter going on about the Super Bowl. So, like, I want to, you know, reemphasize that I did go to the Lord, and it is not about the game, the um, Super Bowl game. It's not going to happen, meaning, that day. I clearly heard a no on that. And believe me, I went to him several times. Um, the vision I had afterwards, it was a very brief vision. But what I was shown was, I want to say, it was very, um, it was like a large block party. And for those of you that are young that don't know what block parties are, you know, because we used to have them back in my day all the time. Um, people gather in the streets, they bring, you know, a dish and, and drinks and, you know, games and what have you, and everyone comes out and they just, you know, have a joyous time. And that's what I was seeing. But with this block party, that I want to call it, it was many blocks. It was not just one singular block. It had to be at least 10 to 12 blocks long. And it was in a city. Um, in the message that I just read, I was shown the upper um, upper corner of the east as I was receiving this message. In the vision, I was not shown a location. I was just shown the activities of what was going on. There was, like I said, families, um, drunkenness, partying. I saw a lot of, how do I want to word this, um, gay 
gay activity. Just be blunt. Um, it was just like I said, re there was a lot of, felt like a rejoicing type of thing. There were smiles on people's faces. I saw that they were wearing jackets. So, you know, that was something that stood out to me. So it wasn't like in a summertime where you would have a block party. So it was something that they were celebrating. And again, remember, I received a no for the game. So I want to move on to something else real quickly here. Because I did search for confirmations and then I let it go. And it just kept on popping into my face everywhere. You know, it's like something would come in my, my news feed or come into uh, someone on YouTube would put up something about, you know, FEMA. And I'll leave the links below. But this one on FEMA, it's called Evacuation. And we're going to cut it off right there. Uh, she's basically speaking of the Mardi Gras, which is on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. That's basically what she was talking about, and the fine mist was the coronavirus. You have it, Sister Hughes. Okay, I don't know what happened to her. Let's go to end the particular uh, piece of uh, recording. And this is uh, Redemption Radio. Redemption Radio is a Lita Robinson production right here over Sea Joy Networks Inc. Come back. That's what we all feel in our hearts. But you couldn't take the pain. 